Precious Lord, we are grateful once again for this awesome privilege to gather together before you to receive your word. We do not take it for granted. Be blessed forevermore in the name of Jesus. Our hearts are opened. We ask that your world will come to us specifically with a thrill energy of heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Can somebody say a bigger amen? amen. We're looking at the, the thrill energy of love. That's what we're looking at. The thrill energy of love. Love. The thrill energy of love speaks of the quickening life of love. The vitalizing life of love. Love is life. Love is life. The Bible tells us very clearly in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, epistle, the first epistle of John chapter 4 and verse 8, it says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. And the same God who is love is the fountain of life. For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light shall we see light. If you go to First John chapter 1 and verse 2, it is clear there. It says, for the life, which is speaking of God here, which is love, for the life was manifested, and we have seen this life, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So he's speaking here of the life that was in the beginning as we understand from Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 and verse 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He says the same was with God in the beginning. All things, how many things? All things were made by him, and there was nothing that was made that was made without him. Now, this word that was in the beginning and by whom all things were made, the Bible tells us that in him was life. Come on, say life. Now, this life is God's quickening life. It's a thrilling life. It's a thrilling life. What we call a thrill life. That means a life that quickens you and makes you alive. That means you are, you, are, you are on top of the world 24-7. There's a thrill in your spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This life is the God kind of life, is a divine life. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light of men. Glory to God. The life was the light of men. Now, this thrill that comes from within our spirit, for those who are born again, and who have received this eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, they have a walk to cause this life to um, inundate your entire being, from the very crown of your head to the soles of your feet. The crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And this life is love, 
life. God is the eternal life. God is love. So love is life. Praise God. Love is life. Now, as we walk in love, we live indeed. As we walk in love, we live indeed. I'm not talking about biological life. I'm not talking about natural life. I'm talking about eternal life. Are we together? I'm talking about the light of life. I mean, the light that comes out of this life is the light that we need to see by. And I'm talking about the life that produces light, eternal light. And this life is in love because God is love. Turn to your neighbor, say to your neighbor, say, God is love. No, preach it until the person believes it. Say, God is love. One more time, say, God is love. Today we're going to be looking very analytically into Gospel according to John chapter 15. We'll read from verse 1 into 17, verse 17. Now Jesus speaking here, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Now look at that picture. I am the true vine. How many of us have seen a vine before, a vine tree? Okay, how many of us have seen an apple tree? Okay, an orange tree. (laughs) Okay, orange tree, wave your hands. Wave your hands, shout hallelujah. (laughs) All right. Now, you know, the vine produces grapes. Come on, say grapes. And from grapes, you make wine. Come on, say wine. So the vine tree is the wine-producing tree. Are we together? The same way from the orange tree, you make orange juice. All right? And so the orange juice came from the orange tree. Orange tree produces oranges, orange fruits. And then from the orange fruits, you make orange juice. Amen. And then that, when you drink it, it refreshes your soul. It refreshes your body. And that's the blessing of the orange tree to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's the blessing of the orange tree. When you drink wine, that's the blessing of the vine to you. Now, Jesus is saying here, I am the true vine producing grapes. Come on, say grapes. And from the grapes, you can make wine. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. The word husbandman means vine dresser. My father is the vine dresser, the one who keeps the vine, who puts an eye on the vine. Now, are you getting the picture? So I am the vine. My father is the husbandman, the vine dresser. Now, go to verse 2 very quickly. We want to look at the thrill life of love. Every branch in me. So that means if you look at an orange tree, for example, that's what we are familiar with here in this part of the world. Look at an orange tree, for example, you see branches, all right, stemming out of, you know, the tree itself, the trunk, right? You see branches, all right? So Jesus is saying here now, I am the vine, and he says, ye, every branch in me that beareth fruit, he that he taketh away, every branch in me that beareth fruit, So what is he saying in essence? He's saying that the branches 
of the vine are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. The branches are the fruit-bearing part of the vine. That means if you see the oranges, they're actually hanging out of, you know, or hanging on the branches or stemming out of the branches. So the oranges stem out, the grapes, they stem out of the branches. So the branches actually carry the fruits. They bear the fruits and carry the fruits. Are we together? They sustain the fruits. In other words, they bear it up. And it says here, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, it taketh away. Now, who takes it away? He says, the father, that is the husbandman, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, it taketh away. That means he cuts it off. And then, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. The word purge it here, it trims it. Such that it may bring forth more fruit. Are we together? So, look at verse 3 quickly. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 4, quickly. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Can we read verse 5 together? Everything. One, two, three, let's go. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth fruit, much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Out loud, let's read it again. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the picture here from verse 1 into verse 5 before we read any further. Now, we understand that the vine here is Jesus Christ. The vine dresser is the Father. We are the branches. Is that clear? Now, the branches that bear fruit, let's look at the natural vine now, naturally speaking now, are the branches that are actually connected to the vine. Are we together? The very moment the branch or a branch or um, some branches break off the vine, they dry up and they can't produce fruit anymore. They dry up. Praise God. And so Jesus is saying here that I am the vine and ye are, speaking of believers, those who are born again, he says we are the branches, the fruit-bearing part of the vine. Now he says every branch in me that beareth fruit, all right, he says my father will purge it or prune it, or dress it so it may bear more fruit. But the branch in me that does not bear fruit, he says, he taketh it away. That means he cuts it off. Why? Because the branch is soaking in the vine life. That means the nutrients that comes from the ground is taking it in, but it's not converting it to fruits, into fruits. So he says the father will not waste the vine life. The father will cut it off. But every branch in me that beareth forth fruit, he says the Father will purge it or prune it or dress it so that it may bring forth more fruit. Can someone say amen to that? So what it tells you here is that is the Father that is actually the manager of the vine. He is the vine dresser. He is the one who manages the vine. He manages the vine unto fruitfulness. 
He would not allow any branch of the vine to just take in the vine life without converting it into fruits. He wants all the branches to bear fruits. Can somebody say amen to that? So, the fruit-bearing branches of the vine are pudged, are pudged rather, are, are pruned and dressed so that more fruits can come forth. But the ones that are not bearing fruits, he says he cuts it off. Why? Because there is no fruitfulness. So what fruit is this? What fruit is he referring to? What is the fruit of the vine? What is the fruit of the vine? Amen. What is that fruit? Now, note what he says. He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. For without me ye can do nothing. Now, go to verse 6 quickly. Let's do this fast. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. Did you see that? If he does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch. He is cast forth. Now, note what he says here. He didn't say, he didn't say if I do not abide in a man, all right, he is cast forth as a branch. He says, if a man does not abide in me. Now, he's not talking about, he's not talking about branch now. He's now saying it, you know, that, look, you are now the branch. So let me speak to you specifically. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. Initially, he was speaking figuratively. Now he's speaking specifically. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. Did you see that? He's withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. That means they, they become, you know, firewood. And they give heat to men. That's the best they can do. And then it goes on in verse 7. It says, if ye abide in me, if ye, you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. It shall be done unto you. So the first fruit he's talking about here is the prayer fruit. Come on, say the prayer fruit. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask, demand, whatever it is that you will. Because your will has become one with my will, there's no difference now between what you will and what I will. What you will is what I will because your words, my words abide in you and you abide in me. Are we together? So we have come into oneness. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, he says you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Look at verse 8 quickly. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. Come on, say prayer fruit. All right. That ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Now he says the Father, the vine dresser, is glorified in us bearing much fruit. Notice he talked about fruit, and then he talked about more fruit, and now he's using the word much fruit. Come on, say much. Fruit, more, much. That's, you know, fruit, more fruit, and then much fruit. That means there are different levels of fruitfulness. God wants us to increase in fruitfulness, to bear fruit to start with, and then bear more fruit, 
and then bear much fruit. Much fruit, that is a level where you cannot estimate it anymore. Praise the Lord. See that? He says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Now, go on here, verse 9. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Now, note what he says here. He's not talking about love. Why love here? He's talking about love because it is actually in love that we make that vital connection as branches with the vine. It is as we walk in love that we make that vital connection. Not a theoretical one. A vital connection that makes for the transfer of the vine life. He says, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. He says, continue ye in my love. Now, as we walk in love, there is a vital connection that is made between the Lord and us. And that vital connection makes for fruitfulness. Come on, say fruitfulness. Uh-huh. As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. He says, continue ye in my love. What does it mean to continue? Go on verse 10. It says, if you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. What commandment is he talking about here? Let's quickly look at it. It's, it's in this um, chapter. But let's just look at it for that in First John chapter 3 very quickly. And then we start the reading from verse 21 into verse 23. First John chapter 3, we're coming back to Gospel according to John chapter 15. Amen. It says, beloved, if I had condemned us, not then have we confidence toward God, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And then, verse 23, and this is His commandment. Come on, say, This is His commandment. Out loud, say, This is His commandment. One more time, say, This is His commandment. That we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another as He gave us commandment. Now, where did he give us that commandment? I mean, Gospel according to John chapter 13 and verse 34. Look at it quickly. John 13 and verse 34. He gave us that commandment there. He says, a new commandment I give unto you. To the new creation man, he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also have loved one for another. And then look at what he says in verse 35. He says, by this. Come on, say by this. Mm -hmm. A specific thing is being referred to here. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So that tells us here that he gave us a commandment. And the commandment is a new commandment. And what is the commandment? He says, to love one another as I have loved you. Now, how did he love us? The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. So he gave his son, Jesus Christ. And when he gave his son, Jesus Christ, why did he give him? He gave his son because he loved the world so much. And what did he give him up for? He gave him up unto death for us. The just died for the unjust, the godly for the ungodly, the righteous for the unrighteous. Amen. And then he took our place of condemnation. He was judged unto death that we might be justified. Can someone say amen to that? 
And he proved his love for us by giving himself up for us. So he's saying here that a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another even as I have loved you. That means you love one another giving yourselves to one another in sacrifice. Giving yourselves to one another in true devotion, in service, in humility. The same way I came down from heaven, I made the whole world, but I came down from heaven and I made myself of no reputation. I humbled myself to the point of death and I died as though a criminal on the cross because I took your place. In the same vein, you will humble yourself and serve one another in love. You will give yourself to serving one another in love. This is my commandment. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another even as I've loved you. He says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. One for another. Sacrificial love. Committed, devoted love. Giving love. Love that is exemplified in humility. Service for one another. The Bible says, in love we should serve one another. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said amen. That's the commandment he gave. Now go back to John chapter 15 very quickly. He says, if you keep my commandments, you know what he's saying here. How many of us understand what he's saying here now? If you, if you keep my commandment, what's his commandment? That we love one another as he has loved us. True? Good. If you, if you understand it, wave your hand, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I want you to participate. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. That means keeping the love commandment is abiding in the love of Jesus. That means you, are, you, are, you have made up your mind to stay within the love zone. You will not step out of it. Glory to God. By keeping his commandment. What does that mean? It means to love one another even as he has loved us. And then he says, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, listen very carefully. How did Jesus abide in his father's love? Come on. How did Jesus abide in his father's love? Talk to me, church, now. What was his father's commandment? Go and love them. Yeah. Because if if, if his father's commandment wasn't to love us, then his commandment for us is not to love one another. Hello? Yeah. That was his father's commandment. Praise God. And he extended that commandment to us, to love one another. Praise God. So he says, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. That means I yielded to the father's commandment loving you. So much so that I have given my entire life to you as a sacrifice to redeem you back to God. In the same vein, give yourselves in service, in humility to one another, not walking in strife or bitterness or any such thing of vainglory. And as you do that towards one another, you are keeping my own commandment to you, which is the new commandment that he gave us, John 13, 34. You see that? And then as you keep that commandment, you abide in my love. The same way I have kept my father's commandment and I abide in his love. So keeping the love commandment is abiding in the love of God. When you keep that love commandment, you stay within the circumference of love. You stay within the confines of love. You stay in the zone of love. 
And when you stay in the zone of love, what does that mean? It means you are making a vital contact as a branch with the vine and the tree life of the vine, which is the life that makes for fruitfulness, flows through you. And then you bear fruit. Not only do you bear fruit, you bear more fruit. Not only do you bear more fruit, you bear much fruit. Can someone say amen to that? Say it out loud. Say, that's me. Out loud, say, that's me. Out loud, say, that's me. If ye keep my love, my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Look at verse 11 quickly. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Oh, glory to God. There is a thrill of joy. It is actually born out of the love life. The joy of the Lord. Amen. In the kitchen, you are singing. Behind the wheels, you are singing. Glory to God. Under the shower, you are singing. All right. People notice there's this glow around you. Like there are no troubles in the world. All right. Well, if there were troubles in the world, you are not aware. (laughs) Because you dwell in a trouble-free zone. Hallelujah. You just you just in love with Jesus and you're in love with God's people and you just enjoy life. There's a thrill of joy. Come on, say joy. That tells me that if that joy is not coming out of you in songs and thoughts and moving through your being, one thing is missing. Praise God. You are not keeping the commandment of Jesus. It's simple. We're speaking here. Come on now. Can anybody say the truth more than the truth himself? Amen. He says, these things have I spoken. Someone says, well, I'm not just happy. I don't know why. I'm not just happy. I'm trying to be happy, but I'm not just happy. Praise God. Come on now, watch your love walk. You know, the teaching that says that, well, either you walk in love or you don't walk in love, you know, it does not make any difference and all that. That's not correct. It will kill you if you believe it. Say, I won't believe it. I no, don't believe it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Keep yourself in the love of God. If you keep my commandments, he said, Jesus said, the master, the Lord. Then you abide in my love. So it's not like, well, I just abide in God's love. You keep that commandment. Oh, glory to God. And there's a thrill in your soul. There's a thrill deep within your spirit. Thrill. Have you woken up in the morning and said, Whoo! Glory to God. And someone said, what happened? Amen. I'm, 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 just, I'm just full of life. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. amen. You're going for lectures and then you just stop in between. All right? Where you're coming from and the lecture theater. Hey! And then you, you grab your thing and then move on again. <laughs> and someone says, hey, what is happening? Man, there's a thrill within you. And Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Ah, there was that thrill. They just looked at him. Is he not, doesn't he have moments where, when he's just at least down for a moment, just once, just be down. Amen. Just be down. He says you shall be the head only. And you don't walk with your head. So you can't be down. You shall be the head only. 
It is it shall be the head and the tail, and the tail and the head. And as you continue that way intermittently, it shall come to pass that you will now come to a place where you are the head only. No, it says you shall be the head only. Glory to God. The love of God, amen. That thrill energy of love. Praise God, hallelujah. Where there is no, there is nothing called bitterness, no inkling of bitterness in you towards anybody. Everybody is lovable. Their faces notwithstanding. Their complexion notwithstanding. You just love everybody. Your shape of head, it makes no difference to me. Amen. Because you are the image of God, I just love you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the thrill energy of God is flowing through you. You are producing fruits. Every prayer you pray, you're getting answers. Because the thrill of love is in your soul, is in your spirit. Glory to God. Amen. Your will is one with his will. So when you will, he wills. And when you speak, he speaks. And you see why? His word is your word. And so when you speak, that is his word. There is nothing as binding. There is nothing as, as binding. That's the word. As love. It is the bond. Bond of perfection. It binds your heart with the, the Lord's heart. And there's so much oneness. Glory to God. You know, the thoughts of God stream through your heart. You can, you can, you can feel the heartbeat of God. Puku, 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 puku. You say, ah, this is what God is feeling like, like now. Someone say, how did you know that? <laughs> say, I can feel his heart. There's somebody here who needs to be blessed. There's a lady, okay. There's that lady there. The Lord is blessing you right now. All right, depression is gone from you. And the person says, who, who, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. The father's will is done. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it's time to go to Bethesda. It's time to go to Bethesda. Something is happening there. Something is happening at Bethesda. And then you get there at the pool. Praise God. And then you're looking around. Father, I know there's something happening here at Bethesda. And then, oh, is the man who had been bedridden for 38 years. Oh, the father is healing him now. The father is healing him now. You can see what the father is doing. Because your, your heart is in sync with the father's heart. And so you, you, can, you can know what the father is actually seeing and doing right now. Because you are in love with God. Did you see that? In March, there's an open door. There's an open door. I'll be traveling abroad. I'll be traveling abroad. You are praying in tongues and then just loving Jesus. And then you just okay, 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 okay. That lady is not just a friend. That's my wife. You know, you see, things are making sense to you because, you see, <laughs> prophetic sense, not just any kind of sense. Things, things are not making common sense to you. Prophetic sense. All the loose dots, you can see, you can see the connection. How to connect the loose dots in your life. Praise God. Because your heart is in love with the fathers. Listen, beloved. Kick out that bitterness. And when God is sending his word to us, to stay us in the zone of love, that is the father's pruning. So you can bear, come on now, more fruit. 
Can someone say amen to that? He says, these things have I spoken unto you that it might joy. Say my joy. Now, whose joy is this? It's Jesus' joy. That his joy might remain in you. That means we rejoice with his joy. You rejoice with the joy of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. What a thrill it is. You rejoice with his joy. Praise God, hallelujah, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So you rejoice with his joy and you keep rejoicing with his joy until your joy is full. Come on, say full. Uh Uh-huh. And you know what happens when we rejoice this way? Amen. When you rejoice this way, I tell you, your strength is renewed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you rejoice this way, your strength is renewed. You don't have any downtime in your life. All right? You are just up 24-7. Praise the Lord. Amen? You, you find any trace of bitterness, you kick it out. Listen, beloved. Look at me. You have to listen to me now, please. The most effective tool in the hand of the devil in this end time is offenses. He's working for him. I'm t- I said he's working. He's working for him. And he's still using it. And the only, the only weapon against offenses is love. The very moment the devil can get a man to a place where you begin to take offense, alright, I tell you he cuts you off from that thrill energy of love. And when you are cut off from that thrill energy of love, what happens is this. Everything you do becomes mechanical. Everything you do, there's a drag involved. It's like you're dragging. It's not, it's not organic anymore. It's not natural in love anymore. There's a drag involved. And you see, you, it's like you're struggling to make it happen. And God says, no, you don't have to struggle it out. Jesus' joy can be your joy. His power can be your power. His strength can be your strength. You can take your reference point from him and live in his life and by his life and rejoice in his joy and with his joy and enjoy his goodness. Why? Because you are connected vitally to the vine and you cannot but bear fruits. Can someone say amen to that? That's the weapon the devil uses. Offenses. Praise God. And let me tell you this. Offended people offend people. Because they broadcast it. They become a broadcasting station of offenses. What they say will offend other people because they have been offended. Praise God. Amen. And so, listen, beloved, that's why you must not take offense. Because if you take offense, you'll become an offense. Amen. Don't become an offense. You are a branch of the vine. Stay connected vitally to the vine. That is where the thrill energy of love comes from. And when it gets into you, you cannot but bear fruits. Can somebody say amen to that? 
He says, these things have I spoken unto you that your, my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Look at verse 12. Before you read verse 12, can somebody scream, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I didn't say you should shout and scream it. When you scream, alright. Can somebody scream, Hallelujah! Alright, the thrill energy of, of, of love is flowing now. Once again, once again, screaming, Hallelujah! One more time, screaming out loud, Hallelujah! Glory to God. Now, this is my commandment. This is my commandment. Who is speaking here? The Lord Jesus. This is my commandment. It's so clear here. Come on, is it clear enough here? Can we read verse 12 to get out loud? One, two, three, let's go. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now, is this similar to John chapter 13 and verse 34? Come on, let's read, read verse 34 of John chapter 13 again. All right? A new, come on, let's read together. One, two, three, let's go. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Did you see that? As I have loved you. Now go back to John 15. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved. It is so clear. The master is the master indeed. He is blessed forevermore. So clear. He speaks the truth. Absolute truth. Without mincing words. You can read his lips. Claire, Claire, this is my commandment. You, you want to hear it in bass? Or should I say it in treble? This is my commandment, that he love one another as I have loved you. All right? Choir should sing it for us. We should have a complete harmony of John fifteen twelve. Amen. A complete harmony. So we can sing it to the people. Don't tell me the master didn't give us any commandment. He did. This is his commandment. This is his commandment. That ye love one another as I have loved you. Amen. You know, one time something happened and then some people started knocking off that and saying, no, you know, either it doesn't matter, you know, it just... He just blesses you with grace and all that, you know. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, don't let that pillar be knocked off from your life. Because that is what is holding everything together. Upon this hangs the law and the prophets. Everything. So if you let it go out or slip away. Everything is gone. Do you know, that's what is known as a strategic deal. If you are making deals, I don't know if you've studied how to make deals. That's what is known as a strategic deal. A strategic deal is one deal, all right, that is as good as making many other deals. You just make one deal and then you catch everything together. You gather everything. It's strategic. Huh? You just chop everything. That's the way love is. You strike the frequency of love accurately. 
boom. I mean, the gain is you gain in health, you gain in everything. Prayer is productive, everything you are alive. You know, you wake up in the morning, you want to bounce, not dragging yourself out of bed. Amen. The thrill of Jesus is in your soul. Amen. You come to church, worship is hey, kabaya. And then they worship 30 minutes and say, No, no, tell those guys so. Yeah, I'm not done. No. <laughs> They should extend this thing. <laughs> you do first service, you want to wait for second service and say, Amen, I'm getting this thing. Oh, the thrill is there. You go home, you are singing in the car. And then when they send text messages of, of sorrow, all right, and you read the first line, you just, you know, delete it. You are not interested in all, all that nonsense. Why? You are in love with love. Amen. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm in love with love. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. It's not God, now it's God. Praise God. <laughs> this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have. As I have. Is it clear enough? Now, if somebody walks up to you now and says, what is his commandment? Jesus' commandment. All right? You say, well, Jesus' commandment. Did he give us any commandment? He says, go into all the world. He says, teach them the things that I have commanded you. That means love is one of them. Praise God love of God. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Look at verse 13. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. That means friendship here is vital. Come on, say vital friendship. Oh, come on. There's a vital life in God. I tell you, not theoretical. You, this thing is, con- your spirit connects. This is not like, um, I, I just want to think that I, I feel good today. I just want to believe. You know you, are, you feel good within. You know your heart is connected. There's a thrill in your spirit. Faith is not vague. Faith is not fake. Fake is real. I mean, faith is real. When you believe God, it's a real thing. Come on now, are we together? It's a real thing. Ye are my friends, if. Come on, say if. If ye do whatsoever I command you, you are my friends. By faith, Abraham was called the friend of God because he responded to God. He acted on God's word. Jesus, the master, the Lord says, ye are my friends, if. You do whatsoever I command you. What did he command us or what does he command us? Come on now. What does he command us? Love one another as I have loved you. He says, this is friendship with me. Man, I will so love you, eh? You wake up in the morning and say, oh, Father, can you turn it down a little bit? You, the, the marrow type of love, marrow. You know, and your heart, oh, shakaba, yadaba, yaba. You worship and, you know, you are carried by God. He carries you. Your, your neighbor doesn't matter anymore. 
and then you lift up your hands like this, you are gone. It takes you on the journey of love. It's an, it's an exploration. Amen? It's an internship of love. It's training you here now. Praise God. It's showing you things. And then when you come back, you, you have a certificate in love. <laughs> Man, you are good to fly. Praise God. Look at verse 15. Amen. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but have called you friends, because you keep my commandment, you do what I command. True? The preceding verse said so. You'll walk in love. you keep yourself in the zone of love. If you sleep this way, repent and come back. Father, thank you for grace. Love is the way. Love is the way. I believe in love. I believe in love. Now, look at it. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father have made known unto you. In love, there is revelation knowledge. There is revelation knowledge in love. Wives, love your own husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Let the choir leader love, you know, love your, your ministry members. Let it be true love. I don't even like your shoes. Right. Not that I hate them in essence, but what I'm saying in essence is, or <laughs> in other words, <laughs> or nevertheless, what I'm saying is that I don't like these, these straps. These straps are not, not too good. You know, for ladies, you don't have to, you know, and we explain it away. Everything that people do in God, in Christ, is love-worthy. Amen? Stop describing people with or by their inadequacies. You know that sister? Say which one? The one with big eyes. Amen? Amen? Remember good things about people. It's the love of God. Amen? Praise God. You see, God has cut out different shapes of faces in his wisdom, his many-sided wisdom. Some have this drop-down more than others. Some, you know, broad faces. Everything is good. When God was done creating the whole world and man, he looked and said, look, Everything I've made is what? Good. So when did he become bad to you? Amen. Everything is good. It's the love of God. Your butter is good. Amen. If you comb your hair, all right, it's good. If you don't comb it, it's good. <laughs> Praise God. Well, it can be better if you comb it. <laughs> But it's still good, man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Man, it's a thrill in your spirit. It's a thrill in your spirit. The love of God. You're going back home and then you look at the trees, banana trees, the grasses, orange trees. You look at the sky and all that and you say, wow. You see the goodness of God. You see the the beauty of creation made by God. And you give thanks to him. That thrill in your spirit 
makes you see life from God's perspective. You have lost touch with the perspective of man, carnal mindset. You're seeing life from a renewed perspective. Oh, glory to God. And somebody maybe is battling with body odor and is struggling with it. I mean, he's really struggling with it, needs help. And then you come and say, do you know what? I hate something about you. You smell like a, like a he-goat. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all right? I am a, I'm an excellent person. It taught us in church to be very excellent. And so I'm just going to um, relocate to another place. Praise God. And the person for the very first time, who had been feeling very bad, feels like a piece of rubbish. All right? That's not the love of God. What did Jesus endure? All right? When we were smelling in sin, stinking, stinking, you, you were stinking. He didn't close his nostrils. All right? The love of God, all right, absorbed the, the, the stench, absorbed it. And dissolved it and neutralized it. And he stretched forth his hand towards us and pulled us out of sin. Look at how beautiful you are now. But you don't want to remember what you used to be like. Thank God for the love of God. Don't you think someone else is worthy of the same? Don't you think someone else is worthy of the same? Amen. That's the love of God. That's our mission. We are God's love on two legs. Walking. You, you dispense love, not hatred. They used your spoon. You didn't like it. Father, I receive grace. Amen. Let it go. Wash it. And don't make a case out of it. I know you are studying law. That's not where to practice it. That's not where to practice it. Glory to God. Let the love of God move you. Let the love of God move you. Amen? The love of God. There are some things people say you may not answer at the moment. Because you see, what they have said is not born out of love. You don't respond to hatred. You respond to love. Amen? And you also respond by love. Because if you respond to hatred, hatred will take you and consume you and pull you to its side. Praise God. Amen. And so Jesus has brought us to God. He has brought forth many sons unto glory. Hallelujah. Now we are in the love of God. Amen. Oh, what a life. What a life. Amen. That's the life of God. And that is healing power of love. The love of God. Let him rest. The love of God. Hallelujah. That's God's love. And you see, if you have wandered far away from love, it's not too late to come back. It's not too late. Return to love. Amen. And return to reality. You see, outside love, everything is pseudo. You try to make it up. It's all makeup, makeover. <laughs> Amen. But you see, in true love, 
There is no makeup. There's no makeover. Glory to God. That's where true reality is. Let's return to love. The love of God. Amen. Amen. True love. True love when you say things and you mean them. There's no deceit in your heart. That kind of Nathaniel disposition to life. A true Israelite. In whom there's no guile. He said, who, who, who is the person who knows me this much? You are the king of Israel. You are the rabbi. Amen. Why? Because you see, he was a man with pure motives. A true Israelite in whom there's no guile. Praise God. Let's return to love, the love of God. Let it boil on the inside of you. Let love take you over. Amen. Let it take you over. Surrender to love. Dive into the pool of love. Be not afraid. It's taking you to your destination. You will reach your goal in love. You will fulfill God's plan for you in love. Love is taking you somewhere. Effort can take you there. Carnal-mindedness can take you there. Smartness in the brain cannot take you there. But when you surrender to love in no time, faster than you expect, quicker than you expect, you will get there. Yeah, in the love of God. Praise the Lord. There is knowledge in love, absolute knowledge in the love of God. Clarity of mind, no deceit in love. When you see, you see indeed. When you think, they are pure thoughts streaming through your mind. The love of God. So look at what Jesus is saying here. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. I have made them known unto you. Oh, the love of God. There's a move of God's Spirit bringing his children to love, where there's strength and true power. Power to stand. Power to walk. Power to run, power to soar with wings as the eagle. Amen. Power to receive songs from heaven. You know, songs will wake you up in the morning. Melodies from heaven. Because there is, there is symphony. No bitterness, no unforgiveness, no loss towards anybody. Love is cleansing you. Love is purifying you. Love is refining you. It's getting better by the day. It's getting clearer by the day. Your eyes can see better. You do not see dim anymore. You're walking in love, the love of God. It drives you. When you see hatred, you overcome it by the power of love. Hallelujah. You do not respond to hatred. You overcome it by the power of the love of God. Amen. That's love, the love of God. It keeps you healthy. Your strength is restored. Your life is back. Your gifts are alive. The fire is back. You are burning again. Your eyes are red with new wine. Your teeth soaked in milk, white as the snow. Amen. Your strength is as the strength of the lion. Your takeoff is as that of the eagle. Strength is restored to you. Amen. Because 
you're walking in love. Love, love is it, man. Come on. Get back to love. The first principle of love. Where you and Jesus, you are just pure. Naked to each other. No strings attached. Nothing between you, no car, no child, no husband, no wife. It's just you and Jesus. And you love God for who he is, not for what he gives you. And love is much more to you than what God does for you. But it is who God is to you. God is love. And this, this, is, this is what Jesus is doing right now. Bringing us to love and says, look, keep it. Don't say there's no commandment. If you say there's no commandment, all right, you break something. And then the fundamental pillar that holds everything is removed. So everything drops, including you. But you say, no, love holds me. And so I keep that love commandment. No matter what. I will not rob a brother of anything. I will not take from a brother what is not my due. If peradventure I have taken it from a brother, I will give it back. Amen. I will give it back. It does not matter what it costs me, I will give it back. I just want to walk in love. Because Jesus says, continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall continue in my love. The same way I have kept my father's commandments and I continue in his love. I abide in his love. And there is no fear in love. Amen. Even when they mean evil, God will turn it around in your favor. They sold Joseph out into slavery. His own brothers hated him. Passionately, so much so that they sold him into slavery. Yet, God raised him and lifted him and placed him above his own brethren. They didn't know it was Joseph. They bowed themselves to him. They surrendered themselves to him. He could have killed them at once. He could have ordered the guards to slaughter them. But he didn't do that. He gave them food. He fed them. Listen, this year, those who hate you, you will feed them. He gave them food. He took care of them. And in love, he knew what to do, a trick to catch them. He put a cup of the king you know, in one of their baggages, and that was it. That was a link. So he caught them. Say, you, I will let you guys go until you bring your father. And he was his father too. And so Jacob came at his old age. He couldn't walk better, I mean, good anymore. He was using his staff. His eyes were dim. He couldn't see well. And then he came. And then he revealed himself, I am Joseph. What? Joe what? I am Joseph. This year, a revelation of the love of God in you will reveal you to your world. If you believe it, say a bigger amen. I said a revelation of God's love in you will reveal you to your world. I am Joseph. When they heard that name, they felt like, O earth, O earth, will thou open up that we may enter into thee? But he says, No, earth don't open. You have come to rest. And he spoke with Pharaoh, 
And he said, you will stay in this land. You will eat bread for free. And he took care of them. Look at his interpretation of it. In your ignorance, it was hatred. But for me, it was actually God sending me ahead to save your lives from famine. They call it hatred. They call it betrayal. They call it disloyalty. Whatever it is, they call it. Listen very carefully. Amen. It is actually a divine setup to set you in your right place. It's a divine setup to bring you into that place where God has for you. So don't react to bitterness. Respond to the love of God. You see, you serve an almighty God. He can turn anything around that he have used against you. He will turn it around in your favor. In no time. Amen? Trust him. He says, trust in the Lord. All right, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes trying to make things happen your own way. Hating people and saying, okay, this person does not love me, so, you know, and all that. Mm -mm. Be not wise in your own eyes. Trust in the Lord and depart from evil. For so it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Marrow to thy bones, stability, goodness, fulfillment. Say amen to that. Lift up your two hands. You must receive this prophecy now. From henceforth, what has been meant for evil against you because you have chosen to walk in love, God turns it around in your favor. 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 If you believe it, say a big amen. Glory to God. You're already on your feet. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. We've had enough. At least for second service. Lift your hands now. Amen. Commit to love. Lord, by your grace and your strength, I keep the commandment of the Lord. By your grace and your strength. I stay in the zone of love by grace. Lift up your hands and pray. I stay in the zone of love by grace. I stay in that zone. I stay in that zone. I stay in that zone. By your grace. By your enabling power. Come on now. Open your mouth and speak. Speak.